0: I'm attending a public speaking event I saw advertised online and quietly signed up for. There's a man on a stage holding a mic. He's talking to the crowd with semi-confidence, I guess. I look around the room and see more than a 100 people in the audience, all of them watching the man on the stage. I become nervous for the speaker. I detect some faltering in his delivery. I notice his confidence wavering and then it happens. He's about to make a great point when he messes up the words and stutters. My anxiety meter spikes. I begin to sweat excessively. I think if it were me, I'd be so focused on my screw up that I'd forget what I'm even talking about. And realizing I've forgotten, I would go into an extreme meltdown with no chance of recovery. I'd be walking off that stage within seconds, without saying another word, never to be heard from again. I watch closely for his pale complexion to flood with a crimson hue, just as mine has already done, but it doesn't. He remains the same color. He continues speaking by calmly correcting his words and carrying on. It happens again, He stutters, twice this time, and he handles it better this time than the first time. My heart rate is so high and so deep that my chubby cheeks are noticeably vibrating at 130 BPM. I look around the room. A few people look back at me. It was too many people that looked back at me. I turn my focus back to the speaker After some time and exactly 14 screw-ups, he finishes the speech to a great round of applause and congratulatory cheers. The seats soon empty and people slowly line up to shake his hand beside the stage. I immediately decide my palms are far too damp to shake anyone's hand, and my body's already at Defcon 3. I feel flushed, my knees buckle, and my body quickly bobs down and back up again. Somebody surely saw that. So I purposely dip again a few more times to cover up that original blunder. Maybe people will think I'm stretching in an unconventional way. I need to recover and charge up. So I find a relatively hidden place from which to observe and conserve energy. Funny, nobody seems to care about any of the speaker's stutters. Nobody cares how many times he's screwed up. But I do, and it's people like me I'm afraid of. I've decided to leave early, but I've spotted at least three people I know and four more I might know. So I map out an exit route, commit to the plan, and execute it. I try not to make eye contact with anyone as I pass through the scattered scrums of jovial people laughing and carrying on, but I do anyway. I see my old friend Wayne and he sees me. We lock eyes for a fraction of a second. I quickly dart my eyes to the left and to the right of him in an attempt to look like I naturally didn't see him. I just don't have the energy to talk to Wayne right now. I really don't. I've spent it all absolutely freaking out over the speaker's mistakes and then analyzing and definitely judging his mannerisms, speech patterns, repeated words, inflection, and vocabulary. I make a clean getaway and head for my car. Seconds later, I drop my misfiring body into the driver's seat and close the door. At that very second, I get immediate and utter relief. I can feel the solitude recharging my weakened avatar. I take a deep breath and through pursed lips, let it out slowly. And then I begin to fear the possibility of a knock at my window. So I start the car and drive away. I mull over the events of the night as I drive home. I remember every error and every uncomfortable feeling. But I suddenly realize I don't recall anything the speaker actually said. I only remember the racing thoughts of humiliating doom and barely controlled panic that consumed me throughout his speech. I have no idea what he said, and I should know what he said. Why don't I know what he said? And why the hell did I come to this presentation to begin with? Why do I always do this? I slowly begin to realize that it was me who blew it. I knew Wayne was going to be there, now I just made an absolute fool of myself. Wayne is such a nice guy too, I need to avoid him now. He's way too good of a guy anyway, I, I judge myself poorly when I'm around him. I, I don't like who I was when we used to talk, so now I'm embarrassed when I see him because he knows me as that last guy and I'm not him. But he won't ever know that because first impressions and all that. I decide I'll just research a little more about the speaker I was supposed to be paying attention to. Answer Wayne on social media with some ambiguous responses and uh, contrived personal impact stories or whatever. After that, I'll maybe not reach out to him for a while. Maybe probably forever. Yeah, I'll probably never contact him again, that's how I'll play it. I just can't stand myself around him, I'm a massive screw up so I I just won't talk to him anymore. I squeeze and slam the steering wheel a dozen times when I think of my behavior this evening and forcefully shove it out of my mind by saying the word fart over and over and over again until I think of something else. The mere thought of each second of my past self disgusts me. I arrive at home and immediately hop on YouTube for some past shows of The Speaker. I get a good feel for his content. I commit it to memory in case Wayne ever asks what I thought about the speaker. I preemptively create an official excuse to use for anyone who viewed my speedy departure and wondered. I make the decoy excuse embarrassing, so they don't think I made it up, of course. That way, if asked, they'll laugh and also feel bad for me, or something. It'll take the spotlight off my pure anxiety. And that's what I ultimately want for some reason. Wayne messages me and asks why I left. I immediately tell him I had bowel troubles. He instantly understands and laughs about it while saying poor guy. I realized I've just lied to Wayne when he's never lied to me. I hate myself now more than I ever thought possible. I end the conversation with Wayne as fast as I can and switch my attention to anything else. So, I begin working on a new bright idea. In the days and months ahead, I'll reflect on this day millions of times. And millions of times, I'll scream out, fart, and change what I'm thinking about. But each time I remember what an absolute waste of a person I was and am, I will hate myself even more. It'll build up and I'll do this until I become passively efficient at reburying it. It'll bother me less and less until I think of it almost never. The self-hatred energy will build. I'll go the rest of my life missing out on a friendship with Wayne, and then with Sarah, Laura, Dave, Jim, all of them stellar and uniquely amazing individuals, and all of them a victim of my inability to accept myself for who I am while searching for where I belong. I'll cut off family I disagree with because it's better to remove people for any arbitrary reason rather than be reminded by their presence what a loser I've always been. I'll stop attending local events soon and I'll mostly respond furiously to random politically opposite individuals on social media. Ones I don't have ties to, ones I care less about and can unleash my pent-up anger on as I overcompensate by fancying myself an online hero snuffing out bad guys wherever in the world they may be lurking. Only to hate myself the next day for the embarrassment of giving in to the anger and the sheer arrogance I projected all the while believing I was right. And my cliches, their cliches. Everything is a cliche, everything. And it's maddening. It'll go on like this for the rest of my life as I cycle through new bright ideas and creative impulses but each second of each day, in millions of ways, I will ask myself the same futile questions. Who am I? What am I? Where do I belong? Why am I? And somehow, I'll expect an answer to come, but it never does.